The sacrifice of thanksgiving is the title of our message taken from Psalm 116 verses 1 to 19. This is a personal testimony of God's goodness experienced by the psalmist in the time of great affliction. He tells us that our faith can sustain us in the severest trials. And in the last two years, we said the Lord has brought us through, indeed, great trials. The psalmist expressed his gratitude for God's deliverance and reconsecrated himself to love the Lord even more for all the good things that he has received from the Lord. For the people of God, we experience the care, the goodness of God daily moment by moment. But it is during the time of trials that we experience Him even more wonderfully. And the psalmist expresses to us, shows to us how we can show our gratitude toward our great God, the source of all our blessings, that we may not forget all His benefits toward us. It is a testimony of God's love that the psalmist expresses before us. He expresses that love in our texts. He expresses that love in his experience, he says it. At the same time, he tells us how he has experienced it. And we may also say how God has been with us to love and to help us, to see us through. And love's resolve, having receive, understood, experience the faithfulness of God, that God answers prayer, that you are at your wit's end and you can kneel and you can cry out to Him and that He's there for you and having experienced the deliverance, we praise God. We are gathered for this special Thanksgiving service to praise the Lord for sustaining and strengthening His church in the past two years during the course of the pandemic. Let us recount God's grace and goodness toward us. Each one of us have a testimony to declare, to, to come before God in thanksgiving. And as a body of thy people, we recall 
how the church went online when physical worship was suspended on the 22nd of March 2020 to the 28th of June 2020 for a period of 13 weeks. Never before since the church began that the church is empty. And the people of God could not come, could not be assembled together because there is a fear that has plagued the entire world that a deadly pestilence virus has come to take the very lives of men and women exposed knowingly, unknowingly. I believe the Lord has allowed this pestilence to plague the entire world for the good purpose of awakening the world to return to their Creator God whom they have rejected. This alienation from our Creator God grieves the heart of the Father in heaven and He allows this alarming proliferation of this virus that men may be awakened to their frailty and the brevity of life and be willing to receive the remedy for sin and death through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All who are bound by the shackles of sin, fearful of death, downcast and overwhelmed with cares, let them not be affrighted. For the church of Jesus Christ, it was a time when the light seemed to be snuffed out. Imagine doing live webcasts. Well, alone, I was with my family. And that's about it. And the church, as it were, scattered all over. None could interact as it were as we do and we used to do that we have been doing all this time it was a test for the people of God and it was a test of faith for I may observe that the pandemic has that purpose to even close the church. And if the church would be closed, and if the Christians would shrink from their responsibility as witnesses for the Lord, 
the world will be fully enveloped in darkness. But as we study the Word of God, we see the signs telling us that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon. And there is this struggle in the world, the darkness, the evil that is in this world to overwhelm and overcome. But in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is victory. We are to put faith first. We are to take God at His word. We will receive God's comfort. Our texts in Psalm 116 was chosen to depict the plight of the church during the testing that God has put us through in the past two years. I have three thoughts. Our sorrowful plight, verse 1 to 4. Prayer. In the time when we are afflicted, the Word of God teaches us that we are to pray. And I must say that never before has the church been so wont to need the Lord to be on our knees to pray. And that we did, seeking the Lord. And as we pray, we see the Lord taking charge and stealing our hearts and granting us firm faith and conviction to trust Him amidst fear and fear-mongering all around us. Our merciful God is the second thought. For when we seek the Lord in prayer, we receive salvation and deliverance. Verse 5 to 10. When we seek the Lord in the midst of our trials, we will not leave Him and resort to any other means, but we will only resort to Him. We will come to Him at the throne of grace and how we find Him most present we find His presence most comforting. And we find His power most enduring to help us stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This was the kind of experience that the Lord brought us through Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. 
when we could do nothing else, when man's wisdom has failed, God is still there, sovereignly in charge on the throne. We can rely on Him. We can trust Him. And from verse 11 to 19, having been received His salvation, His deliverance, when we call upon Him, our utmost expression of thanksgiving. Our utmost expression of thanksgiving. How can we do so? By worship and praise. And this is what we are doing. Gathering together for this special thanksgiving service because we have experienced the goodness of the Lord. Verse 1 of our text says, I love the Lord because He hath heard my voice and my supplication. There are those times when our prayer can be reduced to a striking cry with no words because we are in the great plight of despair because of the circumstances that surrounds us. Dear friends, that's life and its trials that comes upon us. And the psalmist says, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. During those times when he was at his wit's end, when we were troubled on every front, when we could turn nowhere, we could turn to him. When Israel was brought out of Egypt into the wilderness, they could not turn anywhere, for everywhere was barrenness, darkness, lifelessness. But in the Lord, they experienced His sufficiency. They had not enough to eat, not enough to drink. But the Lord was there to care for them amidst the impossible. And this is what the psalmist expresses here in this psalm. When he was in the wilderness, as it were, of life, because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compass me, and the pains of hell get hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. I found trouble and sorrow. The time of trial, when we are faced with, as it were, a death threat, an enemy that is so silent, perhaps powerful, coming upon us. There is a dreadness. There is a fearfulness before us. So the psalmist says, I found 
trouble and sorrow. And you look at his response in the time of need. He beseeched the Lord. He says, Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. During the time of testing, we go through the crucible. There is a sanctifying effect upon the hearts of God's people. Sin is dealt with and God, by His mercy, delivers us when we repent and come to Him. He strengthens us and He makes a way forward for us. Here, the psalmist testified that God answers prayer. He has experienced God's love in his life and he, experienced, he expressed his revived heart to love the Lord even more in the days ahead. Dear friends, if we think that this last two years has been a great challenge to the church, then may I say, let us be prepared for more to come. If we were unable to stand when the trial has been light, we have not exercised our faith in those mild moments, then when the real testing comes, how will we be able to stand? We cannot stand. We will capitulate. And the Lord does not want that His witness be snuffed out. That is the purpose of the enemy. That is why we have the theme for our camp. We'll be going in a couple of weeks' time. Be strong in the Lord in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Dear friends, there is a spiritual ram that moves the physical ram. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There is a warfare that is going on. And the Lord wants us to know and that His people to be equipped, to be armed, to be able to stand in the day of testing. The psalmist speaks of a near-death experience. He says, The sorrows of death compassed me. The sorrows of death compassed me. The pains of hell get hold upon me. 
the gravity of his predicament, the seriousness of his plight, a near-death experience, and its accompanying distress. He described it as hell, and he called upon the Lord who heard his cry. Dear friends, having experienced him, we loved him even more. And having experienced that he draws nigh to us, that he is the one that comes to us to aid us in our time of need, show himself faithful, show himself very present. That we may, with hearts of thanksgiving and gratitude, thank him. After a period of 13 weeks, from March 22nd, 2020 to the 28th of June, 2020. Worship resumed. We said, Give unto the Lord the glory due to His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. On the 28th of June, 2020, the church is gathered once again for worship here at the worship center. Our last gathering 22nd of March, 2020. And we thank the Lord that we can be physically gathered in the church for worship. That we may be gathered together. This is the will of God for His people. The Word of God says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. It is unprecedented for the church not to have in-person assemblies. This verse seems to speak particularly to believers who are living nearest to the day of the Lord's return, where the assembly is restricted or inhibited due to persecution. Dear friends, I believe this days has come upon us. Albeit, we have a little reprieve now. Let us take stock and let us enjoy every privilege of worship. And let us have a faith to realize that indeed we must not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as we recount, as we reflect. You would see that there were those times when hearts were fearful. We said, oops, 
would there be a case amongst us and that we would have to be closed the next Lord's Day. This was the act of faith that the Lord saw us week after week to continue from the 28th of June all the way to the 30th of January 2022. And we say there was not a case that renders us invalid to be assembled. And we thank the Lord that He gave us the faith to persevere and that the people of God were not afraid but they came As I said, the witness of God was about to be stuffed out. The Puritan writer, John Owen, he observed well when he said, the end of these assemblies are twofold. Why do we assemble for physical worship? He says, the due performance of all solemnly stated, orderly, evangelical worship in prayer, preaching of the word, singing of psalms, the administration of the sacraments, the exercise of discipline, or the watch of the church over its members with respect unto their walking and conversation. How can we do so when we are scattered and isolated? You remember before the Lord's ascension, the Lord said to His people, the church, 110 of them, that they be assembled together in concerted prayer. The opposite of that word, to be assembled together, is to be scattered. To be scattered. The early church stuck together before the Lord, by His grace, gave the Spirit to energize them, to send them forth as witnesses. And so, Owen says that the church must be gathered so that there would be this watch of the church over its members with respect to their walking and conversation that in all things it be such as become the gospel and give no offence so to admonish, to exhort, to provoke one another to love and good works to comfort, establish and encourage them that were afflicted and persecuted to relieve the poor such assemblies were constantly observed in the first churches. And these assemblies, this coming together in one place, he wrote, were the only way 
whereby the church, as a church, made its profession of subjection unto the authority of Christ in the performance of all those duties of sacred worship. He says that this is the only way by which the church made its profession of subjection unto the authority of Christ in the performance of all those duties of sacred worship whereby God was to be glorified under the gospel, whereby voluntary neglect and relinquishment of those assemblies destroy any church if it is to be persisted in. And this was the challenge that the church faced. For it is also said that in our assembling, those assemblings were the life, the food, the nourishment of their souls, without which they could neither attend unto the discipline of Christ nor be able to yield obedience to his commands. So that's the gravity of the assembling of the saints and to make profession of his name as they ought, to enjoy the benefits of the coming together. And this, he says, in due observance. In other words, our gathering together like that, which we have taken for granted all these years, because, he says, therein do, do openly prefer their own temporal or the temporal safety before his glory. Isn't it so true? We prefer our temporal safety before His glory. And so during those times from the 28th of March onwards, 2020, until the 28th of January, 2022, the church was open. And the believers could come. And all who have come I believe from the testimonies that we have received that the Lord has sustained them because they have exercised faith. They will not fear concerning their temporal safety, but they put the glory of God first. And so he says, as unto men, it is not so much faith itself as the profession of it in those assemblies that they hate, oppose, and persecute. Wherefore, believers in all ages have constantly ventured their lives in the observance of them through a thousand difficulties and dangers. Churches assembled, the people of God assemble through a thousand dangers, difficulties, because they understood 
the meaning, the significance of this assembly. Dear friends, this is just a little test that the Lord has allowed us to go through in the past two years. More is to come. And the church of God must be prepared. Wherefore, believers in all ages have constantly ventured their lives in the observance of them through a thousand difficulties and dangers, esteeming them always aliens from their communion by whom they were neglected. Truly, we thank the Lord that He has kept His church in the past two years through a thousand difficulties, we may say, and from the 6th of February, 2022, to the 24th of April, 2022, church service was in the format of a Bible class to facilitate those attending, regardless of vaccination status, with a firm belief that there should not be any differentiation in the Church of Jesus Christ. Galatians 3 verse 28 There is neither Jew nor Greek There is neither born nor free There is neither male nor female For ye are all one in Christ Jesus And so the Lord delivered We were in that state for 12 weeks From May the 1st the church resumed church service in the format of a worship service. Praise the Lord for enabling church members and friends to boldly gather for worship over the past two years as a witness to the world, to the saving of Jesus Christ. And what did we do? Well, I believe the church prayed and the number of ICUs went down to single digit. There was no more reason that the church would be kept closed. This was a deliverance that the Lord gave to His church. No more reason. And thank the Lord that He enabled His church Persevere. Persevere. We were down there, but we were not out. We were cast low. But we are not taken out by the grace of God. Our sorrowful plight prayer and verse 5 to 10 our merciful God our merciful God salvation and deliverance verse 5 says gracious is the Lord and righteous yea our God is merciful the Lord preserveth the simple who are the simple 
those who have a pure mind towards God, those who would keep honestly the plain ways and commandments of God, free from dissimulation, but expect that God alone will deliver us. Indeed, the Lord did. The psalmist says, I was brought low, affliction and trial, and He helped me. During those times, when we were brought low, we did not give up. During those times when we were brought low, we did not lose hope. And I recall at that time that we were studying the book of Exodus. And Israel was chased by the Egyptian army. They were in a very desperate plight. The Red Sea was before them. The chariots were behind them. They were stuck, as it were, in between a rock and a hard place. This was where we were. And I say that our Lord did not leave us in the lurch. I would say the Lord even sent a virus to save His people, to save the nation, to save the world, the Omicron. We thank the Lord. We thank the Lord that He is still on the throne. The enemies walls of the enemy were thwarted. God gave the victory. And we declare that God gave the victory. And we praise God that He is still on the throne and He will yet deliver His people. And so whatever the power of the enemy Whatever the power of the strength of darkness, they will have no power against the church of Jesus Christ. We will prevail because Christ has prevailed. How was darkness defeated? Dear friends, it was there upon the cross when our Lord Himself was hung between heaven and earth. You recall, there was three hours of darkness. The hearts of hell was against Him. But there upon the cross, the Lord suffered. The Lord endured. And our Lord cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He was there upon the cross because God is gracious 
He is righteous. Sin had to be dealt with. And our God is merciful. And therefore, verse 7 of our text says, Return unto thy rest, O my soul. For the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from falling. You look at the way the psalmist described God's deliverance in our lives. He has delivered my soul from death. Isn't it so true? Our soul comes first. When we repent of our sins, and come to Him, come to Christ for deliverance, we receive salvation so rich and so free. He delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears. After we have been delivered, when our eyes, spiritual eyes are open, we are no longer under the bondage of sin. God is merciful and our feet from falling He takes care of us that was what He did for Israel in the wilderness at every turn at every event He was there for His people can we understand it? should we murmur how great a God we have so the psalmist says in verse 9, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I have greatly, I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. We get despondent during the time of our trials because the pressure is so great too great for us dear friends I say the Lord has brought us through a thousand difficulties and I mean it literally the Lord has brought us through a thousand difficulties but He has not forsaken us and so we may say, like the psalmist, I love the Lord because He hath heard my voice and supplication. Because He hath inclined His ear unto me, therefore will I call upon Him as long as I live. When we are blessed of God, what must be our response? Our response must be one of gratefulness. So the psalmist was resolved in his heart to testify of the goodness of God. So he says in verse 12, our utmost expression of thanksgiving. How can we show our praise and thanksgiving to God? Dear friends, for the church of Jesus Christ, it is in our worship. What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward us? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. 
I will pay my vows before the Lord now in the presence of all his people. We thank the Lord that God's people has persevered. Persevered. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. We persevere and trust the Lord knowing that absent in the body is to be present with the Lord so that we will not fear the body they may kill but God's truth will continue to abide if we are willing to lay it down and this must be the spirit that God gives to his people in these last days precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints truly when someone departs from our midst we are saddened but we know the circumstances of their death are under his special arrangement God is on the throne and God speaks to us O Lord truly I am thy servant and I offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. The psalmist says, let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. So we said that the Lord delivered. We were pressed to the corner but we were not down and out for the Lord delivered let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing that's how we sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving by declaring his works with rejoicing. Psalm 107, verse 22. And I leave you with a final verse, verse Hebrews 13, verse 15. Will you turn there together? Hebrews 13, verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name dear friends have you been tried in some way how well, the Lord says to us that he will not forsake us during those times of trial 
we have a faithful God and what He expects of us is that we remain faithful and we believe that the church the Lord has enabled His church through this time to remain faithful and we have learned a little lesson for a little trial that we have gone through for greater testing is coming our way and if we cannot take the little trial how can we take the great testing that is to come may the church be equipped and strengthened may we know and understand the battle that is before us may we not capitulate we must not for the Lord's sake and he will not for he says to his church I am with thee always all the way even unto the end of the world Amen let us pray Father we thank thee for thy word thank thee for thy mercy towards thy church O Lord help us as we look to thee may thou comfort be upon thy church grant to us thy peace and joy through Jesus Christ our Lord this I pray with thanksgiving through Jesus Christ Amen